the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The John Steigerwald Show, sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Portions of today's program may be pre recorded. Christopher is a moron. Or maybe a moron, as they would say up there in Jersey. But actually, he was known as Christopher Maltesanti on The Sopranos, and he was Tony Soprano's nephew, and he was a moron. But his real name is Michael Imperioli, and here's what he said last week about the Supreme Court's ruling on affirmative action. Quote, I've decided to forbid the bigots and homophobes from watching The Sopranos, The White Lotus, Goodfellas, or any movie or TV show I've been in. Thank you, Supreme Court, for allowing me to discriminate and exclude those who I don't agree with and I'm opposed to. USA! USA! Unquote. Of course, he was in um, Goodfellas for about 12 seconds, and the White Lotus stinks. So he was in The Sopranos. That's pretty much what he's done. He was good in that. And there was a lot of that kind of stupidity going around, by the way. By the way. Uh, Michael thinks that the Supreme Court, uh, he thinks they that it ruled that companies don't have to serve people they don't agree with. And he's obviously too much of a moron to see the difference between being required to serve a customer and being forced by that customer to create something against your will. Lots of supposedly smart people had that reaction, including people who work in government. We pointed some of those out last week. Now, Stephen A. Smith is not in government, fortunately. He's a commentator on ESPN and supposed to be a pretty smart guy. He said this, quote, I'm appalled by the decision because of the insensitivity, not the law. It makes sense. You read the 14th Amendment, and a legitimate argument can be made by the conservatives to make that point. But in spirit, a lot is missing. Now, he is a smart guy. He says the court makes sense on the law, but it's insensitive. He actually thinks that sensitivity should have something to do with the Supreme Court decision. How do these people who are, who are doing their best to virtue signal not know that it's about and only about determining whether a law is constitutional? And he says they got it right on the law, which is kind of their job. That's what they're there for. That's what they did. So they did it right. And as long as supposedly smart people are too stupid to understand that, how can we ever expect supposedly smart people like Smith to ever understand the concept of being an originalist? Or the concept of, you know, keeping emotions out of it and making a ruling based on the Constitution. The answer, of course, is we can't. Uh, We can only do whatever we can to keep the stupid, supposedly smart people as far away from having the power to influence our lives as possible. Well, when we come back, uh, we're going to spend a lot of time, uh, more time than usual, uh, with our next guest. We're going to talk about human trafficking with a guy from Moon Township, who's been traveling around the world trying to stop it. Stick around. And now Martha Stewart for Skechers. When I make a dish or embark on a craft project, I always use the finest, most fabulous ingredients and materials. Which is why, when it comes to footwear, I love Skechers. Because Skechers is the comfort technology company and uses the most luxurious, innovative materials and designs to make wondrously comfortable footwear with all the fits and features like ArchFit and Skechers' world-famous air-cooled memory foam. It's exactly the way I'd make shoes. Find Skechers at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, or wherever stylish footwear is sold. They are our love bugs and companions. They are our pets, our family, and they make life better. When we face unexpected challenges, so do our pets. That's why we're on a mission to support people and their pets. Whether donating a bag of kibble, sharing an Instagram post of a lost cat, or welcoming a foster pet into your home, every bit of kindness counts. Visit petsandpeopletogether.org to learn how to be a helper in your community. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. 
Attention Medicaid patients. If you're on Medicaid, how would you like if your caretaker was your daughter, your son, your grandchild, or your close friend? If you're on Medicaid, Freedom Care allows you to choose who provides your care, and that caregiver will get paid instantly after their shift. Yes, your caregiver will get paid instantly, and it's 100% free to you if you are on Medicaid. Call 412-455-8465 and ask Freedom Care how to get started with care today. No more worrying about getting care from an aide at an agency. Freedom Care helps you choose who you want to take care of you, and that person gets paid. Call Freedom Care at 412-455-8465. That's 412-455-8465 to get started today. You get a caregiver you know and trust, and they get paid instantly after their shift, and it's free to you. Start now by calling 412-455-8465. That's 412-455-8465. Or go to FreedomCare.com. Listeners continually make the My Slippers the number one selling My Pillow product, and I have a feeling you're going to want to stock up now when you hear this offer. This is John Stogerwald, and when you use my promo code STAG, you'll get the all season slippers for $25, regularly $149.98. That's over $120 in savings, limited to 10 pairs at checkout. These will sell out, trust me. My slippers have an exclusive four layer design that you won't find in any other slipper. The patented layers make these slippers ultra comfortable and extremely durable. They help relieve stress on your feet and you can wear them anytime, anywhere. They also come in a ton of additional sizes and all new colors. Just go to mypillow.com, click on the radio podcast square to grab a pair of the all season slippers for $25, regularly priced at $149.98. Limited 10 pairs at checkout. Enter promo code STAG or call 800. 800- 716-8087 for this incredible offer. These won't last long, so please order now. Are you considering a unique way to enhance your investment knowledge this year? Then sign up today for the all-inclusive Eagle Financial Publications Cruise. Along with our trusted partner, The Money Show, we're setting sail this December to explore some of the most beautiful and unspoiled destinations in the Caribbean. But this is no ordinary vacation. It's a chance to learn from top Eagle financial experts like best-selling authors George Gilder, Mark Skousen, and others who will be hosting a series of workshops and seminars throughout the trip. Imagine lounging on the sun deck while discussing investment strategies with like-minded individuals. Or enjoying a gourmet dinner at the same table with one of our leading financial authorities. This once-in-a-lifetime cruise is a perfect way to combine education and relaxation to achieve your investment goals. This cruise will sell out quickly, so visit EagleFinancialCruise.com today to learn more and to secure your cabin. That's EagleFinancialCruise.com. Eagle Financial is a division of Salem Media Group. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, if, you, uh, if you've been following conservative media for the past few weeks, uh, you've seen ads for a movie called The Sound of Freedom. It's an independent movie, and it's about human trafficking. It opens in the- theaters tomorrow. I've already bought my tickets, and when I bought them in advance on uh, Saturday, I think it was, I think I got the last two end seats that was pretty much sold out, probably sold out by now. That's for tomorrow. It opens tomorrow. So I thought today would be a good time to talk uh, to uh, about a guy who knows more about human trafficking than anybody around here, Joe Sweeney of the Acervo Project. He's traveled the world trying to stop it, and he joins us now. Joe, thanks for being here. Hey, John. Thanks for having me on. Good talking with you. So, uh, yeah, uh, it's been a while. And, uh, I, you know, for people who don't know, I think you've been on the show a couple of times, but, but what is the Acervo Project? Yeah, John, what? We're a counter-trafficking organization based out of Pittsburgh, Um, and our model was when we identified this this not only national epidemic but global, um, was how to support law enforcement and some of the needs and assets that they didn't have. A lot of it was manpower and budgets. So we develop a a model where we work with law enforcement. Uh, We generate our own leads. We also get tips on our national hotline. And then we vet and cooperate all the evidence of trafficking or child exploitation, and then we uh, share that information with law enforcement so they can do their thing. And uh, it's uh, it's the Acervo, A-S-S-E-R-V-O project.org, correct? Correct. Correct, John. The Acervo project.org is our site. So what – then... go ahead. No, I was going to say, you know, and also as we started to do this, it was it's almost seven years now, six and a half. And we also identified where these predators were going. 
and they're targeting our children. So we developed last year a pretty robust educational and awareness program where we're into the junior and senior high school kids, some middle schools as well. And since last year, we've spoke to about 4,500 kids in the junior and senior high school, identifying the hazards of online communications, the platforms, the red, the red flags of these predators, how they, how they manipulate and coerce these kids. Uh, so it's been pretty successful so far as well. Yeah, and so, but what what was it that got you personally uh, involved or, or got your attention enough to to start this project? Sure. Well, it was back in 2016, <clears throat> as you know, I was a federal government contractor working counterterrorism across and around the world too, not in Pittsburgh, not not in the U.S. Yeah, all everything was overseas. Yeah, correct, correct. And um, I simply got asked by a colleague of mine who was rescuing kids that were taken illegally out of the United States, and he called me and said, hey, we got a, got a couple kidnapped American kids that are in South America. I could use your help. So we talked, and he had been a friend for years. He was a former federal government uh, agent, and after I spoke with him, I just started looking into kidnapped American children, uh, child exploitation. I started seeing these, these articles and these reports on human trafficking as well. And, and, John, it, back then, it's like I say, that was 2016. The numbers I saw blew me away. They, they were 27 million people a year that were sold into slavery. And at the time, it was about a $90 billion criminal enterprise. As we sit here today, the reports come out early this year, it's now almost 50 million people a year globally sold into slavery. And it's probably north of $150 billion in revenue generated. So it's... It's increasing, and the need is more more needed now than it probably was back then because a lot of this crime starts online. Of course, that just puts people in contact all over the world and certainly you know, enables them to, to manipulate and hunt and coerce and, and identify these vulnerable people out there. Now we'll, so we'll, we'll get into how they do that, but what I want – just if you could – now you just mentioned um, the, uh, about some kids that it caught your attention, a story of some kids who were kidnapped in the U.S. and ended up in South America. Can you just um, describe how that happens? I mean, how, how does a kid go from being a kid in the United States to being a slave of some kind in some South American country? How does that happen? Well, I, I can tell you, John, a lot of times it's intergenerational in the family, um, 27% of the victims that are abused, sexually abused, exploited, or sold into trafficking are by their own families. Um, they sell them for money. They sell them for a drug habit or whatever other thing or vice they may need money for. Um, sometimes it's a deviant lifestyle within their circles of family or friends. Uh, that's one way. Um, not all of them get sent across the border. Um, a lot of it stays here. That, that particular instance was a, a family that was an American parent and a foreign national. And usually when that occurs and they take the child illegally, it's usually for money. Uh, they try to leverage it and extort money from the American parent. Uh, but if, when you have a trafficking situation, sometimes they're sold right into a trafficking network. But the majority of it does stay here. But some of it does take them across borders. For sure. Now, you, you told me that you are going to be going to the Sudan here soon on a project. Oh, Uganda. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought it was, yeah, okay, which, but whatever. That's a long way away from here, and yeah. you're going to be going there. What? How did you get involved in that, and what's that situation? Yeah. We, we, have, we have a team in Uganda um, <clears throat> that had contacted us about two years ago asking for some help. I had some friends down there. And they said, we have a big problem with human trafficking here in our country. We would like your help. So we were able to meet with them, see exactly what the problem was in this particular part of the country. But, but it's rampant everywhere in Uganda and all through Africa as well, mm -hmm. like it is here. And so we, um, we set up shop down there, and um, we had several cases where, uh, for example, right now we have five kids in Uganda that we've rescued. They come from kidnappings. They came from an escape of a trafficker. They've come from abandonment on the streets, that they were going to be exploited and sold from the streets. 
we were able to intervene in all those cases and get them to safety. Um, so right now we have the five children. Their ages are, I think, 12 to 15, and we have them all in school. They're doing fantastic. We've had them in school now for a year and a half, private schools, and we pay for their tuition, their books, their pencils, their, their uniforms, their clothing, their mattresses, their medicines when they get sick. You know, a lot of we've had a couple bots of malaria with our kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, we are, we're able to cover all that. And um, and we we monitor them. We we check in with them every month, <clears throat> and they're they're doing great. I mean, they're all doing great. We still have a couple that are getting some counseling. Uh, they're progressing well because of some of the trauma they experienced. They they had a pre- one one in particular had a pretty horrific uh, situation that he was involved in before before we were able to to get him out of there. But um, well, that's but, just one. That's just one trip that you've made. You've made. Dozens, right, to, to places like Uganda and um, other places all over the world. Correct. Yeah, we, we have a team down there, so I, I, I try to get down there a couple times a year, and we have some aftercare specialists as well monitoring it. Uh, we also been to Cambodia looking to do some work there. We were asked by a few folks over there if we can assist. We're still uh, looking to put that potential project. It's just some of it's a matter of funding. But we also... We also have 23 girls in Kathmandu, Nepal, uh, that we are. We have a shared responsibility for their security there because um, the situation they're in, uh, the traffickers, unfortunately, have found out where they are and they're causing some issues trying to get these kids back. In those ages there, John, the youngest is eight, the oldest is 16. Wow. So that's another trip here we're going to be making in the next several weeks to go over there and uh, continue to work with their security team, develop protocols, and use our friends and assets in that country, too, to help out. Okay, two things about that. And we're talking to uh, Joe Sweeney of the Acervo Project. You can help out by going to theacervoproject.org. That's A-S-S-E-R-V-O project.org. Two things, uh, Joe. You threw out there that you went to uh, Uganda and set up shop. Tell me what set up shop means. Well, we, we have an office down there. Mm-hmm. Um, we, 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 we partnered with the, my friends there. We started a nonprofit there that's a sister organization, uh, and we work out of there. So we have, uh, we have people monitoring the kids. We have uh, team members down there looking at incidents that are ongoing. We monitor any dangerous situations because they have a terrorism probably, uh, problem in that country as well. And in a lot of places... This funds the terrorist operations. Uh, ISIS, for sure, uses human trafficking to fund their their operations, and they do it by the child bride uh, method. Is they sell, they kidnap these kids, and they sell them to these people that are looking to have marriages at 13, 14, 15 year, years old. Uh, and th- that money goes directly to fund terrorism, not only overseas, but also here as well. And... Um where are they, uh, who are these people who are buying these kids? Well, the, the child bride piece is a lot in the Middle East. You know, some of these countries culturally accept child brides. They, they, they don't have a problem of marrying somebody that's 13 or 14 years old. So it's, it's a delicate situation if you're working in those countries on what's legal, what's not. And even if it's illegal, it doesn't really get a whole lot of attention just like the trafficking epidemic here in the United States doesn't get it either. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it can look a few different ways depending on the country. Also in Africa, of course, we, we see child brides there as well. Uh, in some of the countries, that's more prevalent than others. And what, um, your, your background, you were, you were a city uh, and city police? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was uh, Pittsburgh Police Department for 11 years. Just almost started my 12th. And I, I had a job offer from the Department of Homeland Security. I worked in their explosives division for four and a half years. And then uh, after that, I went over as a contractor, a government security contractor in the anti-terrorism program. And that, that job took me all around the world. Uh, that job for the last 14 years took me all through the Middle East, uh, South Africa, a couple countries there, Eastern Europe. Afghanistan, of course. Uh, 
You were there for the uh, uh, botched um, withdrawal from Afghanistan. You told us about that. Yeah, yeah, I was there when when that when that all occurred. Uh, it took me about four days to get back. Yeah, and uh, if I remember correctly, you were telling us about you were still hearing from the families uh, and the, the people that you worked with that were promised that they would be taken to the United States that were left over there. Are they still there, or do you still hear from them? Well, we've gotten some of our folks back, John, but the majority of them are still there. Um, some of them we've gotten to some other, other third-party countries. Uh, I can't speak too much on it because it's still ongoing with our group. Mm-hmm. We're still working it. We're still... We've been successful with keeping them alive, uh, so it's uh, it's been good so far. But it's been a, it's been a difficult mission for sure. And uh, that was obviously there's danger involved there. You were there when they were uh, when you were trying to get uh, people evacuated, uh, and you mentioned Uganda and Nepal. What kind of danger are you in when you show up in Uganda to, to as you say, set up shop? These people who are involved in human trafficking. I wouldn't think that they're very nice people and that um, that they would not be happy with you being there interrupting uh, their business. Well, that's for sure. Uh, the, the risk is moderate, I guess. But uh, we always do our, our pre-planning, you know, our advance work. So we really know the climate and the trends going on in whatever particular area we're in. So we, we're, pretty, we're pretty skilled in navigating in all these types of areas. Uh, it's, it's everybody on our team is former military or law enforcement. Uh, we've been in these situations for years. Like my career spanned 29 years, so it's 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 something we're familiar with, and it's something that we can uh, we can do pretty well without being without being, I guess, confront in any type of confrontation with these people. Yeah. Well, you you told me um, uh, I got a couple minutes before I take a break. We're going to hold you after the break, but. Now, you told me, uh, I think it was, this was before the war in Ukraine had actually started that you told me this. I could be wrong about that. But you, you told me that Ukraine was the nexus for human trafficking in Europe. What did you mean by that? Well, there's a lot of human trafficking ongoing in, in Ukraine before the war. <clears throat> it, it's, remember, you remember, John, it's a $150 billion criminal enterprise. Um, so these people will manipulate and, and really rob people of their souls and sell them for a profit. Uh, and in Ukraine, it was one of the highest trafficking areas in Eastern Europe. And it, and it bleeds over into the other countries as well. Um, we know also some of those people are taken to other countries. Um, it, it's, it's, an, it's an organized crime, to, to be quite frank. And it's a billion-dollar business, and Ukraine was one of the countries that it was very prominent in, for sure. Why? Well, I think it. I think it was just the the, the area number one. Um, it, it connects to Belarus and it connects all the way through through Eastern Europe. And I, we do. I can't say for sure how many, but I, you know, those some of those. We'll talk sex trafficking. It's mostly women. They're actually transported to other countries in the Middle East and all over the world. Um, and I think just the corrupt. I mean, it's it, it, it's pretty corrupt business too. There's a lot of people involved in, in positions of power. Yes, it couldn't happen without the Ukraine government having known about it, correct? Well, I, I don't know for sure about that, but I, I can tell you, I, I mean, they had to know about it for sure. Now, whether how, how complicit they were, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, and it's not necessarily even the governments. I mean, I'm sure that it, that also is part of it. It's part of it here. It's part of it anywhere. But it's also the very wealthy businesses that control countries. You know, a lot of these countries, is, they're controlled by the big business and other powerful people, especially in energy, you know, that controls the energy of the country, controls the food supply of the country. They wield a lot of power. So, you know, they could also be involved because it's a moneymaker, and it, and it feeds a, a lifestyle that's uh, deviant and deprived, that's for sure. Well, we're going to take a break. Uh, Joe's going to stick around, Joe Sweeney of the Acervo Project, and we'll do that uh, right after we take a little break here. SRN News, I'm John Scott. Meteorologist Josh Wise with the National Weather Service. 
says a high-pressure ridge over the southwest is keeping temperatures extremely high, prompting heat warnings over the holiday period. High temperatures in the parts of the desert southwest, including Arizona, Las Vegas, and California, uh, sorry, Nevada and California, that could be 110 to 115, maybe even in approaching 125 degrees in Death Valley, California, which will be the hottest place for the next few days. It does look like that this will include the holiday on July 4th for a lot of those areas. He says people in areas with extreme heat should try and stay in air-conditioned areas as much as possible. Workers picketing major Southern California hotels after walking off the job during the holiday weekend to demand better pay and benefits. That strike in Los Angeles and Orange counties just as summer tourism is ramping up. This is SRN News. You may have heard some talk about the ERC. That's the Employee Retention Credit. It's a federal program that provides small business up to $26,000 per W-2 employee in employee payroll tax refunds. One call to Careful Accounting at 800-315-8175 is all it takes to find out if you qualify for the Employee Retention Credit and possibly for quick funding with one of our accredited funding partners in as little as 72 hours. Our process has been thoroughly vetted by a team of experienced tax attorneys and CPAs and our refund specialists will work tirelessly to get you every penny your business deserves. Plus, with our exclusive audit assistance guarantee, your business is protected. Call Careful Accounting now at 800-315-8175. See if you qualify for an ERC advance payment and get the cash your business needs to succeed. That's 800-315-8175. Your small business may qualify to receive up to $26,000 per W-2 employee in payroll tax refunds. Call 800-315-8175 now. Now, AM 1250, The Answer. Hugh Hewitt, The Hugh Hewitt Show. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt on the next Hugh Hewitt Show. It's our 4th of July tribute to the Declaration of Independence with Dr. Larry Arn and the late Harry Jaffa. He came to the studio many, many years ago, and Dr. Arn and I walked through what he had to say about the Declaration. Plus, Daniel Silva's brand new book, The Collector. I've got it, I've read it, and I'm talking to Danny Silva about it on the next Hugh Hewitt Show. Hugh Hewitt, tomorrow morning at 6, right before Mike Gallagher at 9, on AM 1250. The answer. Let's face it, talking about life insurance is never easy. But after we watched a close friend lose her husband with no insurance, we decided that wasn't going to happen to our family. Yeah, but shopping for life insurance can be almost as difficult as talking about it. But then we heard about Ethos Life Insurance. They're a new kind of life insurance built for people on a busy schedule who don't have time for unnecessary doctor's visits, fine print, or hidden fees. You know, who want to keep it simple. I couldn't believe how easy it was. We answered a few basic questions, and within minutes, we had an estimate of what it would cost and what sort of policy made sense for us. I never imagined life insurance could be so affordable. And accessible. The peace of mind knowing that our future is secure, it just removes a lot of the fear around getting older. and Yeah, the unexpected. I'm glad we talked about it. I'm glad we went with ethoslife.com. Go to ethoslife.com now for your free estimate. That's E-T-H-O-S-Life.com. Ethoslife.com. Learn to make money five ways with rental real estate. Double your money with apartments. And get your map to financial freedom. And that map starts with a free workshop. Sign up now. Now at lifestylesunlimited.com. Click on the Join Free Workshop tab and attend online or in person. That's lifestylesunlimited.com. Lifestylesunlimited.com. Again, that's lifestylesunlimited.com. Limited seating, unlimited potential. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP Pittsburgh, a division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. Expect a brief shower or two this evening. Otherwise, partly cloudy and humid tonight. We'll reach a nighttime low of 66 for the 4th of July holiday tomorrow. More clouds than sun. It will be humid with a thunder shower around from late morning on. Expect a high of 82. Clear and humid tomorrow night. Low 65. Mostly sunny Wednesday. Very warm. We'll reach a high Wednesday of 88. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. This is the John Stackerwald Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. Back with Joe Sweeney of the Acervo Project. Uh, you can find uh, Joe and his uh, organization at theacervoproject.org. That's A-S-S-E-R-V-O project.org. Um, and Joe, we talked uh, a lot about all the stuff that's going on around the world, which you've witnessed by being there and trying to uh, fight against it. 
But uh, that's why I wanted to keep you around for more than one segment because there's no way we had enough time to get into uh, everything that you guys are doing. But I wanted to have a lot of time to talk about what's happening here in the U.S. Um, how much tra- uh, child trafficking is going on right here in the U.S. right now? Sure, John. I can tell you, right now it's estimated there's over 2 million children trafficked every year here in the United States. And, and I can tell you that is probably a conservative number. And that's not even counting the exploitation that's occurring online with our kids by these predators who are getting, you know, they develop these fake relationships on all these chat rooms and platforms and social media, and they find that they're maybe struggling with something or they have a vulnerability. They get them to start sharing these videos and pictures, and the next thing you know, they're being sextorted. Uh, it's a massive problem. That, that's why we're hitting the schools to talk to these kids. Mm-hmm. It is, it, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty bad. We're, we estimate, and there's other reports that have the same numbers, 85% of the kids in school are, are doing this type of behavior. They're sharing videos and pictures, and, you know, they get themselves in a bad spot. And um, that's where it happens. And we have also can attribute some of that to the increase in teen suicides across the country. It's not the main reason, but it certainly contributed to the, to the rise in kids that are, that are taking their own lives after they've done this because they're so, they're so shocked and ashamed uh, with their family and their parents uh, that they take their own lives. I mean, there was just an article about a kid in Michigan that he took his life in March because he did this. He's a good student, big athlete, played football, and it's, uh, it's, it's costing us our children's lives as well. So, so we have about four or five predators or four or five analysts that uh, they're hunting predators online every day. They're looking for predators that are targeting our kids. And believe it or not, it, some of them are young as 10 years old, you know, 11, 12, 13 years old. They're targeting them to meet them up and um, try to start some type of relationship with them, which translates into sexually abusing them. So we've, uh, we've really put a lot of resources and assets there. Also, our investigation team, they work hand-in-hand with our cyber folks, and uh, we've been pretty good at identifying predators, but there's a lot more work to be done, that's for sure. Uh, Give me an example of a typical predator, if there is such a thing. Yeah, well, that's a good question, John. I can tell you, they live among us. They have two lives, right? Mm -hmm. Um, There was just a guy up in, I want to say, Butler County. He ran a ministry. They caught him. Um, he had, I think, a young girl working for him, and, and there was a complaint filed, And but it took a few years before they could really prove it. And he was just arrested on abusing that girl. Uh, I think she was, she's 16 or 17 now. Um, so that's, that's a difficult thing to identify on the surface. What I can tell you is online they pose as 18-year-olds. They pose as another girl. They'll pose as a 20-year-old college student. Meanwhile, they're 40 and 50 years old behind, the, behind this fake profile that, uh, that they've developed. If it, we just saw something on, it's, it's been out for a couple of years on Netflix, a sextortion case. It was actually a United States Navy pilot who was targeting kids that were 13, 14, 15 years old. Everywhere he got transferred, he was out there sharing and child pornography, getting videos, reaching out to young kids online, um, and he finally got caught. And uh, he's in prison now, and I don't think he's getting out quite, quite some time soon. But uh, there you have it. It can be a teacher. It can be a Navy pilot. It, it can be a construction worker. Uh, it, it's a mixed bag. It doesn't discriminate on the predator side. But when you see them online, they're not who they say they are. They have this complete fake profile and dossier who they are and what they do and that's how they groom these kids in close one of the other big pieces is the gaming piece we've had cases where these kids are gaming with other people they think are close to their age for months and then they develop this relationship they're asking questions of each other getting to know each other and then they say hey send me a picture would you like to date what do you look like and the next thing you know they they make the mistake of of sending some explicit photo and now they're being extorted or sextorted. Okay. Uh, we've seen a lot of that. Let's, I want to pick it up there. Um, so they go from being, you know, thinking they're just uh, 
uh, playing video games with someone who's their age and has the same interests and all that, maybe high school kids, uh, early high school, um, how how does it go from sending a picture to somebody like that, thinking that this person you've you've now developed some kind of a relationship with, right. uh, how does it go from that to being trafficked and being extorted? Well, a lot of times it's a meetup, right? If, especially if especially if um, they're in the same area, like they'll learn that maybe they're having they're not happy at home. Right, they learn. They learn through this months and months and months of this communication what's vulnerable to them. So they start playing it on the other side. Yeah, same with me. Hey, let's meet up, or let's share some more videos and pictures. We'll have this online relationship. But basically, it happens two ways. They meet, or if you don't keep sending me what I want, I'm going to share this information out in the public. I'm going to share it with your parents, your school, your church. If you stop sending me this stuff, so at some point they excuse me, but at some point this high school kid, girl or boy, uh, is uh, the the predator reveals himself or herself to the victim and says, "Hey, I'm not who you think you are. Who who, who you think I am? Here's who I am. This is what I got, and this is what's going to happen to you if I don't if you don't do what I say." Yes, that's exactly right. We've had that happen. Once they pop the trigger, uh, they'll tell them. They, they won't even really say who they are. They're, they might say, I'm not who you think I am. You need to send me $150. You need to make me another video. Mm-hmm. That's one piece of it. Other than if they meet, they still keep that fake relationship. And then when they meet up, they're sexually assaulted. Many times that's videoed. And then they use that against them. And then they're trafficked on and on and on and on. So let me ask you, Joe, um, these the people that you're describing here, the scenario that you're describing here, are these are the predators? Are they uh, are they more often doing it for their own um, gratification? They're, they're they're sexual deviates, and they they want to um, uh, grab these kids and and get them to do things with them that they would never do if not for the extortion part of it, or is it mostly for money? Did they, like did they somehow? They, do they pass these kids along to somebody else and get money for it? Yes. I mean, it, it's all the above. It's both. There's platforms out there where they're trading child pornography. There's people in the family. We, we just, I just heard of a case. They put their own kids online. Some of them are 9, 10, 11 years old, and they sell the videos or the abuse videos to people online. So they're making money. They have these other people who are deviant doing it, to their kid or to to a kid it doesn't have to be their own that's how they generate money it's also feeding that sick lifestyle uh and you can see on these forums the comments made of who wants to do this i mean we, we can't even get close to what these conversations are on here but um it's all of the above it's people that want to make money and they know how to make money by feeding that piece of society that's so evil and deviant that they know there's a demand for it. And what and apps are they using, Joe? Uh, there's a ton of them, man. There's a lot of no-name ones, but um, they'll use uh, Bumble, Snapchat, Instagram. Discord is pretty big. Sometimes they're on TikTok. These are all the communication ones where they start to build these fake uh, relationships. And then, of course, they can take it offline and make them private. Uh, Kick, Scout, uh, there, there's dozens and dozens of different platforms. And then they usually take them off of one of them to where it's a one-on-one sort of thing with uh, either with the kid they're trying to extort. And then these other sites, they hide them on the open net. Uh, if you if you can find them, you have to know where to look, but a lot of it's on the dark web as well. And how can parents uh, protect their kids from this? Because every parent's kid is online too much. You know that. Yeah, John, we've talked to a lot of parents we have a parent presentation. If anybody wants it, get on the website and host an event. We'll come out and talk to you and your parents and everybody else in the community. Parents got to be involved in the kids' lives, period. I mean, and, and you can call it helicopter parenting, but you need to be checking those phones and those devices. Those kids are smart. They know how to hide stuff on the phone. There's apps out there that you can monitor what, what they're logging into, what their text messages are, all those things. The kids are going to push back. They're not going to like it, 
but you have to do it. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't do it, you may find yourself with a kid missing. We've had cases where parents have woken up and their child left a note saying, I'm leaving for a better life. They never saw it coming. So you've got to be engaged in the social media aspects of your kids' lives. And also we tell them, don't let your kids take that phone in the bedroom. They, these kids go to sleep with these phones and they're up, you know, very late at night talking to these people who they think are their friends or somebody that's just innocent. They're having a game. You're opening up your child to the entire predator world if you let your kids take these phones to bed with them. Uh, I, I can't reiterate it enough. And I've had parents sort of push back on me at some of our events. I hear it. I mean, we've had parents call us distraught of what's happened to their kids because they weren't checking these things. And uh, you got to be on it. That's the only thing I could say. Otherwise, you're really risking your children maybe having some type of trauma that will take a lifetime to recover from. We're talking to Joe Sweeney of the Acervo Project, um, and there's a movie coming out tomorrow uh, called The Sound of Freedom, which has been getting a lot of attention on, uh, as I said before I introduced you here, um, it's getting a lot of attention online and uh, everywhere on um, conservative media. I actually bought tickets to go see it uh, tomorrow, and uh, the theater that I checked for a a 1 o'clock matinee, it was sold out. Uh, I, I think I got there were like four seats left when I bought my two, uh, so it's going to get a lot of uh, publicity. Is this good for the cause? Oh, absolutely, John. We're, we're actually speaking at three events upcoming of the showing of that movie. Uh, I haven't seen it, uh, so I'm not sure what it's about. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's it's if, you know raising awareness is key, you know, and I think the movie probably will do that. That's awesome. I mean, that's what we need. We need people to get engaged. We need people to understand what's going on. And um, it's great. It's great. I hope the movie does that. And what happens to these predators uh, when they're caught? And I'm talking about here in the U.S. Yeah, well, we've had case. We've had repeat offenders we've, we've found online after they've been arrested. The, the sentencing guidelines are light. Um, I'd say an average is 7 to 10 years, which is, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, if you, if you sexually assault a child, it should be life in prison. Yeah. But um, they're light. Now, repeat offenders sometimes are getting into the 15 and 20 years. Sometimes if, if there's a lot of kids where they've caught this person that's been abusing kids for years, um, it, the sentences could be 25 and up. But initially, they're light. Um, and, and I tell you, California just passed a law that it's up to the judge to determine if the minor actually gave consent or not. Oh, boy. That's the, that's the road we're going down now with pedophiles, isn't it? Yeah, down to the age of 14. So if, if some adult has sex with a 14-year-old, and the, the 14-year-old it says maybe they were attacked, but the judge, it's just like a rape case, right? It's he said, she said, yeah. and the, the judge, all the way down to 14. Are you kidding me? Like, And then you have the other side of the coin in Florida, where they've just proposed a bill that if you assault a child under 12, it's the death penalty automatically, which is where it should be. That works so for me. Although I have I have a um, a little bit of a problem with the death penalty because I think that lets them off too easy. Um, well, that's true. I yeah. I'd rather see him, you know, some 30 year old guy go uh, as long as he lives in a seven by nine cell and gets out once a week and gets his food shoved under a door. I'd like him to go in there at the age of 30 and live to be 105. Uh, yeah. Because killing him's too easy. lets him off too easy. But I, I get that that's what uh, – getting him off the planet's not a bad idea, just to, so they don't exist anymore. But True, true. Yeah, we, we could probably come up with some creative ways of how they should be punished. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I would imagine, Joe, uh, that in prison you're not a real popular guy if you get sent for that. Yeah. Actually, there was a guy sentenced uh, – Oh, he's dead now. He actually was running for Congress in Virginia. This is a few years ago. Um, but apparently the inmates that were in charge of feeding him, he was in solitary confinement. They quit feeding him, and he died. He starved to death. That's a shame. Yeah. Um, are, the, are the media doing a good enough job of exposing how uh, widespread this problem is? I, get, I have a feeling you're going to say no to this one. No, they're not. They're not. And even the schools need to be doing more. We, we, when we go into our school program, it's really, really good. 
but the counselors and the teachers know what's going on and they're afraid to bring it up because of, I guess, the political or the, or the pushback from parents. But the media is not. I mean, there is just, I was just looking at an article with the Epstein case, the lawsuits filed against J.P. Morgan. Mm-hmm. Um, they, 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 they uncovered hundreds of emails where J.P. Morgan should have flagged a lot of transactions because they knew, they, they allegedly knew what he was doing. Uh, and nobody picked up on it. It's, a, it's out there now, and you don't hear that on the media. Uh, the media is complicit in not reporting it, that's for sure. Well, there's um, a lot of stuff out there, Joe. I'm sure you've seen it. That's some really wild, crazy stuff about movie stars and uh, people and uh, other people in the media, maybe some government people, Pizzagate and all that stuff where there's a – it's almost – I have only about a minute left here, but it's almost like it's, uh, it's too uh, insane to believe – but do you buy into any of that about this, you know, underground pedophilia uh, network that's going on among the government and, and media and, and, and showbiz? Well, I'll tell you, I, I, I do believe there is, we can call it underground, which really means it's very secretive. Yeah. I would absolutely say there, it, it extends into Hollywood in the entertainment field for sure. There's been people convicted already of that. Mm-hmm. And also the government. I just told you that guy was running for Congress. Right, you yeah, had Ep- yeah. Epstein list. You can't get it because who knows who's on that list. And I think that's why the media is also complicit in not reporting it. It's whoever's pulling, whoever's pulling the strings, brother. Yeah. Well, hey, Joe, uh, I'm out of time. I want to have you on again. Um, this is uh, something that everybody needs to be made aware of. And uh, they can go to uh, the Servo Project. Dot org and you spell a servo a s s e r v o and they is that how you raise money? Yes, sir. That's how we're doing it, man. And I tell you, it's that's what we do all the time as well. Besides the job, we're out there fundraising. Uh, we're pretty busy, so we can use the support. We're looking for team members. We're looking for philanthropy and good partnerships. And uh, they can just reach out on the website. I'd be glad to sit down and, and talk to them a little more in detail how this works. Hey, Joe, I always appreciate having you on. We'll do it again. Thanks. Thanks, John. Hey, happy Independence Day, brother. Same to you, man. Stay safe. Attention Medicaid patients. If you're on Medicaid, how would you like if your caretaker was your daughter, your son, your grandchild, or your close friend? If you're on Medicaid, Freedom Care allows you to choose who provides your care, and that caregiver will get paid instantly after their shift. Yes, your caregiver will get paid instantly, and it's 100% free to you if you are on Medicaid. Call 412-455-8465 and ask Freedom Care how to get started with care today. No more worrying about getting care from an aide at an agency. Freedom Care helps you choose who you want to take care of you, and that person gets paid. Call Freedom Care at 412-455-8465. That's 412-455-8465 to get started today. You get a caregiver you know and trust, and they get paid instantly after their shift, and it's free to you. Start now by calling 412-455-8465. That's 412-455-8465. Or go to FreedomCare.com. When you have errands to run, do you like to run all over town or do you try to make as few stops as possible? It's nice when you can get everything in one place, isn't it? This is Beth Andrews from Networth Advisors. I believe the same is true for retirement planning. You shouldn't have to go to one place for tax planning, another for estate planning, and another for retirement income planning. That's why Networth Advisors was started. I wanted to build a company that could help families with all aspects of their retirement planning. We're more than just convenient. We're knowledgeable and experienced. To set up a meeting with the Networth Advisors team to talk about your retirement, call 800-426-1428. That's 800-426-1428. One stop for a wealth of retirement solutions. Networth Advisors, 800-426-1428. Firm offers insurance services but does not provide legal advice. Networth Advisors, LLC is a registered investment advisor.
This is an urgent announcement for anyone that's $10,000 or more in debt. Before you make another minimum payment, you need to know there are special programs that can completely free you of your debt. Total Financial Freedom can help you become debt-free in months instead of years. Resolve your credit card debt, signature loans, department store cards, internet loans, and timeshares. Call now at 800-533-6605 for a free consultation. For 16 years, Total Financial Freedom has helped thousands get out of debt. You can feel confident when calling because Total Financial Freedom is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau and a Christian-owned company. Don't get stuck in the endless cycle of payments. You have the right to get your debt resolved and substantially reduce your monthly payments. Call Christian-owned Total Financial Freedom now at 800-533-6605. That's 800-533-6605. 800-533-6605. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, I'm glad I decided to have Joe Sweeney on for the whole show. Um, I like to do uh, two segments a day when I can, if I get two good guests but I couldn't think of anybody better in the second half hour than Joe Sweeney to talk about what he talked about in the first half hour, and that was great stuff. And I, I, I just don't think, I mean, speaking for myself, I had no idea the the magnitude of this. He said 50 million uh, people being trafficked, 50 million humans, and um, – and what he's talking about with the kids, I've said this many times. I've I've made the comment on Twitter and maybe here um, that if you go back and listen to that conversation from Joe, especially the second part where he's talking about what's happening here with kids, um, the uh, ability of the, every person on the planet just about, or like billions of people, to have their own portable video camera pocket size, will turn out to be one of the worst things ever to happen to the human race. The ability for these kids to take these pictures and what they do with them. And, hey, I have a smartphone. I take pictures. I'm, I'm guilty. But it's not good. And it's going to get worse. And that's why you got to check out Joe Sweeney. John Steigerwald Show is a production of Salem Media Group and sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.